This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hello and welcome back to the U Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. How are you? What's going on? How's everything been? I'm um, great. We just we just finished recording the end of the episode with Camille Costic. She was great. So if you guys listen to the end, she's gonna play some red flag or deal breaker with us. She was a great guest. She was so fantastic. And and for anyone listening, you know, Camille was the Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover model. Um, and also, like, I have kind of know her through Twitter because she, like, was a Patriots cheerleader and she started dating Gronkowski. And she just seems real cool and nice. And she tells the story about how she met Rob yeah. Gronkowski. And I think a lot of that, like, kind of relates to you, – you might think you, – you might be sitting here thinking – well, I'm not a swimsuit model. What are they going to tell me about dating? I actually was, this was, she was I mean, great. she's like the worst, best kind of person because it's like, not only are you like super hot, but you're really nice and sweet and you do charity and like, there's nothing I can like. Usually like, I like when they're like hot and then they're like kind of bitchy. I'm like, okay, like I get, you know, <laughs> she's, yeah, she's got yeah, it all. <laughs> she's got it all. So, I mean, we were all, we're, we're sitting here like, you know, uh, blushing. We're like, oh my God, Camille, we, we come on anytime. Open door policy, you know? So totally. Like, so <laughs> listen to the end. She'll be on yeah. the end. Um, <laughs> it was great. I personally having um, a good week, getting more used yeah. to my, my braces. Um, I've discovered <laughs> yes. that I can totally control them normally when I'm my voice better when I'm sober. And then when I have mm. a couple of drinks, um, Things start to take a turn. It comes out. <laughs> well, for the listeners at home, Jordana and I and Mike all got together for a drink. We we had in-person drinks. It was so nice to see you guys. And it was my first time really seeing you and Mike together. The dynamic. It was so much fun. Really? What did you, oh, yeah. yeah, I guess we haven't really like... I feel like we've seen each other like after shows, but it's always been yeah. with a bunch of people. This was our first like... And I haven't seen, hadn't seen you in like... Over a year in person, not like via Zoom. And so it was, it, uh, it was awesome. It's kind of wild when you have these reunions with people. And it really, I did walk away and I, 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 I was like, I feel good. It was like, and I think for people right now, you know, you're wondering, okay, what's the next step? Things are opening up. I don't know about going out. I don't know about my body and how I feel and how <laughs> I look. But like, I'm just telling you right now, you go out and see a friend and you get drinks, you're gonna feel good good and and i think like you know uh, of of all else we've kind of like it's easy to do the you know the memeable tweet where it's like uh no to human contact forever you know like that joke (laughs) no i totally agree you know but then you it's one of those things it's like going for a workout you're like oh i gotta go out tonight i don't know i'm gonna see these people i'm not sure it's been a while go Go, 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 go for the drinks, go for the date you're not sure about, go for the friend hang that you're like, I don't know about these people, you know, do it. And I'm not, I'm not saying, but Jordana, I was excited to see you. You're not one of those people for me, but I'm saying <laughs> I know that 
that vibe is out there. So it really did feel good to see you guys. Totally. What did you What did you think about the dynamic? Since you said you've never I love really... the dynamic. I, I love it. Like I love. I I thought it was. I don't great. know. What the, I, I'm in the dynamic, so I don't really di- know what the dynamic is. Almost. The di- yeah. dynamic is. I I like that you uh you kind of like give Mike some shit. I like that okay. you give him. I <laughs> like. I, I, I both felt do that. Yeah. Yeah, you guys like give a little nudge and it's all jokey and fun and great. And I um I was looking at I was like it was like watching a a, a relationship blossom before my eyes. I was really oh, enjoying it. That's so beautiful. I love that. Yeah, it was great. And the lisp does come out after a couple of drinks. I'll yes. let everyone know at home. It, I can, can <laughs> I can confirm that the the lisp it's is definitely happening. worse. Um and I was telling you also like that I had someone had given me an edible and I don't really smoke. Um, mm. the week before that, and I was just like, you had, you could not inaudible, like you could not <laughs> understand anything that I was saying. I like immediately regretted it. I like just was, was not speaking for like two <laughs> hours, just silently going over everything in my head. Um, so I won't be doing that again, but, um, when, when you were you worth that, it you get for the a list. fat tongue. Well, I appreciate that. You, yeah. you, you get a fat tongue when you drink, when you do. Oh, any type I didn't of edible. even think that- of that. Now that, it makes that's sense. That's kind of how I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's part of it. But um, no, it was great. And I, I think like our experience as, as you know, friends and co-hosts, like I'm just, I just want to make sure people, you know, I know people are getting excited, but there's people out there that are like, uh, I don't know, the, you know, it's going to be weird to go out again. It won't be weird. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. You're going to be great. You know, I think people should be encouraged. So totally. anything else going on at Betches that we, we should know about? Um, nothing we haven't really talked about before. We've got our morning announcements podcast. If you're looking for a bite-sized way to get in the news, obviously you've seen our rebrand by now. Mm-hmm. The At Betches podcast released its final episode of season one. You can listen to that. It's all 10 episodes if you want some Betches background. And obviously like the Red Flag Deal Breaker game. I see you guys on Instagram. You're having so much fun with it. I love that. What about you? What do you, what do you have any shows coming up? I have a lot coming up and I want to let people know about it. Um, New York, I've been doing shows around the city. Everyone's always like, where are you going to be? I don't put up my New York schedule. So if you are going to a comedy club in New York, um, just check the website of the club you're going to and I might be there. That'd be fun. Um, I'm, I'm going to do a weekend of shows in the fall at Gotham. So that is going to happen. Um, but I have a fun announcement. It's already been announced at this point, but I'm coming to Chicago for a week of shows. And it's the 23rd of August through the 28th. And the first four nights are themed. It's going to be food, family, pop culture, dating, and relationships. So those theme shows, I'm I'm, I'm basically challenging myself to do material that I might not have done. And, you know, and then the Friday, Saturday shows are going to be best of. Those will be like the, the hot set that's like, Boom, 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 boom. I hope by that time. But I'm saying, you know, the other set's going to be a little bit looser and a little bit more like, uh, you know, I'm going to throw some shit against the wall. I did. So it's going to be at Zany Chicago. We already have sold out shows. So like they're already like moving. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's crazy. So August 23rd through the 28th, um, come on out. It's on my website, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com. I'm also in Atlantic City. I'm also in uh, Connecticut. I'm also... Um, and then the fall, D.C., Boston, Austin, um, all those places in Dallas. So but I would say to people, I got a comment that like pinged me a little bit. You know, when you get a comment, and you're like, oh, that didn't sit right with me. Yeah. Someone commented, I don't my friends don't listen to you up. Does anyone want to go with me? And I need people to know that <laughs> bring the friends that don't listen to you up. 
My, I don't do shows for just the fans of this podcast. It's a live stand-up comedy. It's going to be none of its inside jokes. You're not going to be hearing about you know Jordana and I going for drinks with Mike. It's not going to be that. <laughs> it's going to be a stand-up show. I'm a comedian that does this every <laughs> yeah. night, and I take it very seriously when someone comes to a show. I go in there, guns blazing, with the goal of making your friends have to listen to this podcast because they loved the night so much. So bring the group chat, bring the family. Yeah, mom and dad. I love a mom and dad at a show. That's so much fun to me. And again, different themes. And then Friday, Saturday is going to be the blowout, you know, the, 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 the best of opportunity. But also in addition... The Bachelor's coming up, and Bachelorette. shit's about to get real. The Bachelorette yeah. is coming up, and I, I now I have to like, you know, I have to sequester myself and it's write. Busy for season. Eight, it's it's, it's your busy tax season. season. Yeah. <laughs> this if is you... my yeah. This is if I was an accountant, I can't leave the house. This is my season. So that's coming up. So be on the lookout for all that stuff. But uh, yeah, um, that's about it. And also. Same. Thank you for the nice messages from last week's episode. I do appreciate it. It's um, just want to say thank you. So let's get to the emails. You ready? Let's do it. Okay. So the topic for today is, is there an appropriate way to ask someone out at their workplace? Well, I mean, is there, it's, this is kind of, and we get into this later in this episode where it's like, the if if they're cute then it's appropriate type of thing well it's like like there's a very fine line between like adorable and harassment totally (laughs) (laughs) especially as it comes to as it as it pertains to like a workplace situation totally and also if it's like you know are you at the same workplace are you at their workplace are they at your work i don't you know right there's a there's a there's like a there's there's a whole bunch of different like combinations we can do. Is it a male approaching a female? Is it a female approaching totally. a man? Like, um, well, it's I, like I, even if you're thinking of like, I, I think my waitress, my waiter is cute. Like, I want to you know, totally. approach them. I always find like with these situations generally, and we'll get into the email later. I feel like you want to give the person like you. It's I think it's okay to shoot your shot in these situations, but you want to give the person like an ability to leave. You don't want yes. them to like you want to create a situation where if they are not into it, it is l- as little as like least awkward for them as possible. So that means if you're hitting on your waitress, yeah, wait till the end when you're about to leave. If you want to <laughs> like do that, don't do it at the beginning. And then she has to like come back deal and, with you. Right. Yeah. Or like give it like at the at the moment where they can reject you and move on. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. You want to give a lot of side doors. You want every opportunity to escape, just like you're saying. And like, and also start at, they don't want to fucking deal with you. Start there. Like, like right. let's not start at, oh, of course they want me. Like, and I think a lot of guys there, you know, maybe they come on strong and because it's like an ego thing. Like I think when guys approach someone, it's like, you know, they, there, there's opportunity for buttheartness, like with a guy, like where, oh, you don't, you know, like we're, we're, we're ego bruise and then he's just an asshole like that happens a lot with men um but you have to give i i kind of live by that motto for all of life like i i like every time i'm asking someone for something i give them seven chances to not do that thing for me right because that the worst feeling in the world is when someone's like 
and I think you, you probably know this feeling because you probably experienced it before and not just with like dating or anything else, but like when someone's asking you to do something that you don't want to do and you are now put in a position where you feel like I'm sort of trapped in this, <laughs> in this. Listen, I, 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 so I'll give you a very specific mm-hmm. story and this is, you know, on this subject tangentially, but one time I, I did the Today Show. I did the I did the the men tell all in the Today Show. It was Hoda and Kathy Lee, and I'm on the panel of the you know. There's the young single guy. There's the married guy. There's the divorce guy, and everyone gives advice. But it's a five minute segment that means nothing. It's just it, for if anything, it's a good picture for my mom to share on Facebook because it's not like I got like followers out of it. I don't get money. It's just an opportunity to be. It's on a cool TV, thing to say fun. you did right. Very cool thing. So this was years ago, and there was another comic who was like, how did you get on the Today Show? And I was like, well, this person saw me and passed around my email, and then the person asked me to come on. And then that comic goes, I would love to do that to promote my book. And I go, well, I, and at that point, I'm like, I, listen, I'm, I, I'm, I feel lucky to have gotten this too. You know, like I'm not right. like friends with the person who booked me. Like I'm, I'm worried about me. And I said to the guy, I go, yeah, man, um, I can pass your information along. And if they get back to me, they get back to me. That that was kind of the way I did it. And the way I said it is that to me is we're done with this interaction. I have made it so it is a one-way operation. I'll go to them. Right. And I'm lying. I'm not going to go to them. Okay? <laughs> so, like, <laughs> like there's, right. there's no. And, like, you shouldn't have to. That's, like, the whole, like, the thing is, like, this is a this is like a pleasant lie. Yeah. This is a lie that gets us, uh, you know, because he's and he's a nice enough guy. I'm telling you, for weeks he was messaging me. Hey man, do you hear back? You hear back? You hear back? You hear back? Do you do you want to just send me the email to, for me to get in touch? And I was like, how do you not get this? How are you right. that removed from getting this? And some people are. And I think the purpose of this podcast is to let people know: start being able to get it. Right. And also, like, it's respectful if you're asking something of someone, whether it's a date, an opportunity, an intro, something like that. Like, sure. It's a request that does not um, entitle you to a positive response. It's okay to ask, but like, you should leave it there. Listen, how many times in back when we first met, did I text you a a a tweet? Yeah. That I was like, this looks betchy to me. And sometimes it went up. And sometimes it went up and sometimes, and sometimes it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> and that's okay. And I remember saying to people, I, I say this all the time with you guys. I'm always like, I love working with Betches because it was always love this. We're going to put it up. Or it was not for us. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's nice to get that answer. I guess now I'm going against my own advice where I lied to the guy and didn't say no. <laughs> but I, I, I would say that that was always appreciative, but we always left it at you know, the ask, and then it was over. And it was no offense taken. Nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. But a very close second, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at LumiDeodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. 
making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda free, paraben free, and pH balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. If you're like me and shudder at the thought of low-rise jeans and plucked-thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarins Multi-Active Cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarins fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarins products. And it's no different with the Clarins Multi-Active Cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and C. holly bio-extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com slash UUP and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP. UUP with promo code UUP, Clarence.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. I think we should go to the email. Let's let's see this situation. Totally. Okay. Hi, J&J. Love the pot. I'll jump right in. I'm wondering if it's ever okay to ask someone out at their workplace. There is a receptionist slash assistant and my optometrist that I'm really attracted to, and I'd love to ask her out, but I'm not sure how it could be appropriate. She's just doing her job, and I don't want to put her on the spot like that she works behind a desk and always has a coworker beside her also working in the desk so i have no idea how i could be subtle about it any advice you have is appreciated whether it's inappropriate or if you think or if you can think of a way to make it not awkward and put her on the spot in front of her coworkers. i should add i'm a woman i know that makes the dynamic different but i'd be curious your thoughts on the situation in all gender combinations sincerely i'll be quote unquote seeing you I don't think she should go up to the receptionist and be like, now that I can see you after the appointment, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I would like to make you my pupil on a date. You know, I don't think that's like, that's, <laughs> that's a, an uncomfortable. That's a very straightforward, <laughs> aggressive move. Yeah. How would you want to be approached at work in this scenario? I think I would be okay with someone like, I would I, I kind of agree it makes it awkward if it's like next to your coworker. Mm. So maybe I would like but I mean it's also hard to like really get away with not like how like how are you what are you supposed to wait around the office to like wait until they're alone? So it is kind of a <laughs> tricky one. Hey, uh thanks for coming in today. 
where you just right. hanging? Yeah, I'm gonna read some magazines. I, I got some time to kill until you're I mean, alone. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I like the idea of like a note. I do think a note is like a nice private sure. way if you wanted to like write your phone. I think this is the way I would do it. I would write my phone number on a note and say like, "Hey, um, like, think you're kind of cute or pretty cute, whatever. Um, like, would love to to grab coffee or dinner sometime." Um, call me if you're interested. Give them the note as you're leaving. And then, I mean, also it's an optometrist, so you're not there like every day. So it's not that sure. weird. And then you totally put it in their court. Let them, if they're interested, they'll call you. If they're not, totally drop it and let it go. Game over. Mm-hmm. They have your number. They can reach out to you. Don't get into this game of like, did she read the seven right? right. I make sevens differently. Yeah, like don't, you know, let's hang on the reality of this didn't work out. I I'm with you ball in their court note. Hey, think you're cute. Uh, just wanted to leave my number. Uh, would love to get coffee or drinks is totally. I totally agree with that strategy. I mean, there's, it's one of these things with like advice when you hear a situation, like uh, the worst advice givers in the world do the thing where they're like, well, say to her, I, I've really enjoyed our interaction and let's go for a date. And it's like, that's not what people generally feel good doing. Like that takes right. a special type of person to have that some people, confidence yeah. and ability. Some people have it. Some people have it. Most people don't or most people execute it very weirdly. I mean, and like I think most of the time the person, regardless of whether they're interested or not, is like kind of flattered. A lot. Absolutely. A lot. I would, yeah. yeah, yeah totally. She could be seeing someone. I mean, like, and the thing is, it kind of like takes away the personal aspect of it. Like you give them the note. If they're if they're seeing someone, if they're not interested, they just don't message you, Act and it's like it. very low yeah. confrontation. Um, Here's what I wouldn't do mm-hmm. in this scenario, if I can bring this up. Sure, I think the Instagram DM side door is reserved for different situations than this. I think the optometrist assistant is so far down the line of like you having to search them out that not doing it in person with the note is a little bit, I'm being watched by someone. Oh, now they found me. Right. I, I don't. They found me and, at and my place of work. <laughs> exactly. Right. They found, like I literally, I never make any conversation with them. And then they found out my first and last name, which everyone listening to this podcast has the ability to do, whether you want to admit it or not. So I think it's different with like someone at work where you've exchanged Instagram or they found you because they have more of your information. This is like, so down the line of how much information you could have that it's like, I think there's a little too much, you know, like we always, we joke about a very not jokeable item of this stalker thing. Like, you know, like give me the name and then I'll put on the glasses and get in the computer and I'll find them in five minutes. Like that is funny because we've all done a version of this, but it's also like, it's a little annoying, I think. I think in this scenario, it's too far. That, yeah. That's the gray, you know, the, the gray line. And it also, like, takes that person out of having to feel obligated to, like, be polite and answer you and mm. then create, like, an ongoing conversation that isn't actually going anywhere. Like, this is, like, I, I think when, in this situation where it's, like, sort of a professional setting, just, like, be straightforward. <laughs> and then, again, like, if you have a note, a physical note, the person doesn't feel like they have to, like, text you at all if they sure you know what i mean they're not like where is just leave it whereas if you get a dm the person's like oh this is like a patient i now feel like if i don't answer is that rude are they going to come in am i going to see them again um you have to treat it like an airbnb that you're leaving once you leave the door you know the door locks behind you and you can't get back in yeah 
<laughs> totally. <laughs> so, uh, let's do some awkward sex. You ready? Let's do it. UUP at Betches.com, UUP at Betches.com. And listen, people, share this podcast. Now is the time for you up. Long car rides, summertime coming up. It is the season. A lot of confusion, COVID, things changing, people looking to meet people, breakups, new relationships. This is it. It's uncuffing season. This is the time of year for us. <laughs> to some. Uh, hi, J&J. Thanks so much for keeping this married lady sane during COVID. This sex story usually gets some laughs when I tell my friends, so I hope you enjoy it. Here we go. Here we go. I had, I like the way she set it up. It was very, uh, sometimes someone's like, this is the funniest story in the entire fucking world, and you can't wait till you start pissing out of your eyes. And we're like, okay, we'll see. I like that she was like, some people like it. Okay. Yeah, that's great. I I had been dating my long-term college boyfriend for about six months when we decided to get frisky at his house. He shared with four roommates let me preface this this story with the house was horrendous completely disgusting college party pad anyway so before we get to the rest of this email what's the most disgusting party pad that you've ever slept in jordana probably like a frat house like basement air mattress or something basement yeah so the Maybe. just air mattress is out on the floor of a basement? Yeah. Have you ever been like, especially during one of those weeks in like um in college when like everyone's visiting? It's like a big yeah. event, you know what I mean? Like in Cornell we had slope day, or there's sure. like one of those things where like everyone's friends come to visit that week. So there's just like people are just finding a place to sleep like wherever they anywhere, can possibly find it. Do, yeah. <laughs> so I that would be like the most disgusting week, I think, to probably find a place. See, I realized in college, it ta- until I got to college, I never realized how um, high end I am. I, I really like <laughs> how fancy you are. Like, I'm a little fancy. I mean, I, there's one story. When I, I would actually abroad. say you are like kind of fancy. I, oh, I'm yeah. definitely not easy when it comes to the I have a lot of complaints. Like I will stay in a gross place, but then I'll complain about it the whole way. And mm-hmm. I, now I've even. With hotels, when I go on the road, I get the buyout. Like, I won't even stay at the hotel the comedy club books for me. I'm like, I'll find this stuff. Take the like, money I'd rather and run. Pay, yeah. Take the money and run. So, I I mean, I realized that when I was abroad, I remember we went to Amsterdam, and everyone was like, yeah, we're going to stay at a hostel. We're going to stay at a hostel. And then I got high, and five seconds after getting high, I saw the sign for the Marriott. Marriott? And I was like, no, well, that yeah, yeah, I was like, good luck. to stay. And that's why I know <laughs> was, exactly what you're, they had the great pillow situation everyone would talk about. Um, amazing. Uh, it was like, I was like, there's no way. I was like, you know that episode of Survivor where they just, they like get the hotel stay or something? Like there's oh, yeah, always yeah, like yeah. A, one of the prizes is like a shower in the hotel. I felt like one of the Survivor contestants. I was like, finally, I can get a shower and a good pillow it's, and a hot meal. It's also funny because I feel like obviously there's nothing to do with dating, but going abroad really showed you like who was like more down to earth and down to rough it and like who <laughs> like could not survive without their parents' money or, like, or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like me, I was with a group of people who were like way fancier than me and I was like, so sure. I booked us a hostel in Dublin and it's okay, but we're, we're staying with like three other random Australians and they were like, no, we are not. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I'm those friends. Yes. I am. There's no way. Actually, I'd be like three other Australians. 
well, yeah, backpackers yeah. <laughs> who might uh, steal all our shit and murder you. Um, and, yeah, it was always funny to find out who those people were because then people confide in you and they're like, "Can you believe this person?" <laughs> they and it's like the pores. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Ew. like tell your dad to get a better job. You know. <laughs> yeah, this is you're being ridiculous. Um, yeah, that, I'm definitely. And even when I look for fraternities, like I remember there was one fraternity that I almost joined that had beds that were chained to the ceiling they like oh literally had, like Was like they were soft? like bird's nests <laughs> yeah <laughs> my fraternity had was known for like being nicer but then like i and then i thought it was nice and then my parents came my mom was like this is insanity like she couldn't like deal with like a fraternity yeah. house but then we had queen size bunk beds and one semester that's interesting oh you told my me friends and I, I think i've have i told you this before? i just remember I, my, hearing something about a queen size bunk bed but i don't remember the story queen queen size wooden bunk beds and one semester my friends and i decided to live in one room together so we had four beds in one room and we called it bunkzilla <laughs> and that was like our and then the other room that we like cleared out was our living space so we bunkzilla. had like, it was bunkzilla with all the beds and then the living space was room six but we called it six a because it was a better six and there was one night that legitimately we all like had dates for like formal and like everyone just like you just had eight people in one room just hanging and it's like it's it's funny and like now i think about it, i'm like that's insane like shacking i think they used to call that or something Sh okay <laughs> so it's like shacking yeah. yeah and now it's like now as an adult i'm like fucking eight people in one room and then then i'm like we just thought it was funny like we're like we did like the you know, the Lost Boys, like, good night, Neverland. You know, like. <laughs> Peter Pan, I love that. That's right, yeah. That's okay, so great. let's get back to this. Let's get back to the story. Anyway, I guess that didn't deter 20-year-old me from wanting to get busy. We were having sex, and he was behind me, and it was great. We were both. I love that this woman is married, I'm assuming, to a different person. And she's like, she's like yeah. this married woman. Then she's like, oh, my long-term college boyfriend. So he's like, I imagine her telling her story to her husband. So he's behind me. It's great. It's uh, <laughs> very hot. <laughs> yeah, very hot. Oh, the best. Um, we were both super into it when all of a sudden he puts his hands over my eyes. I was a little weirded out, but I went uh, with it thinking he was trying to be kinky. He turned in multiple positions, all with his hands covering my eyes. This is a little bizarre, right? Yeah. But it's your boyfriend. Right. It's her boyfriend. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'd be like, "Oh, here we got the, <laughs> right." I'd be the like, a "I'd be yeah. a little more open to it if I'm like seriously dating sure. the person." I'm like, "Okay, he's doing something different. Go Going with it." For it. Yeah. At one, <laughs> at one point, I get over this and decide to take control. I jump on top of him, cowgirl style. Yeehaw! That's me saying that, not her. Um, I I was going wild when all of a sudden an enormous cockroach, like two inches long with wings, runs across his chest as I'm just starting to come. Oh my god! <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, ah! it'd be like fight or flight. You'd be unsure. Of what... <laughs> well, needless to say, I ejected myself off his body. That we have a flight here. And, and cowered in the corner, he had to hunt and kill the roach still erect. Wow. That is funny. He starts slapping That's motivating. <laughs> After the murder, he wanted to finish the sex, but shockingly, the mood was gone. That's so male to be like, okay, it's gone. 
Like, right. let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I put out the fire. I, yeah. I asked him later why he was covering my eyes, and he said that the roach was literally six inches from my face when he was behind me, but he didn't want to ruin the moment. Classy, oh my she God. writes in parentheses. Um, I thought he was trying to break out some new moves when really it was just because he want the he didn't want the cockroach to cock block him. We continued to date for three more years and never dabbled it with voyeurism again. Hope this gives you some laughs. Kinkroach. I love that name. Kinkroach. Kinkroach is that, perfect. Yeah. This is a great story. It's very college. Anyone can understand this who has <laughs> spent the night at a fraternity basement or bunkzilla. Jordan, do you have names for this? I call it the cock block roach. Mm, you love go. that. Um, what do you have? I, I got bugging out. Um, a bug's life. Nice. Uh, what's bugging you? Um, itsy bitsy cock block. Um, creepy crawler crusher. Okay. No, creepy crawler crasher. That's what I have. I like that. Bug's life. Um, great, great movie. <laughs> Great movie. Um, Red flag or deal breaker? Are you going back for more? If I'm, at, if I'm 20? Are you sleeping? If you're 20, are you sleeping at his place? If I'm ever? 20, it's just a red flag. I think I'll get over it. On top of mm. that, I actually kind of like appreciate the gesture a little bit. I actually think Interesting. this is a guy who might be a good dad. You know, he's oh. like, prote- he's almost like protecting you from like, seeing something that might harm you like i'm just imagining like a dad putting his big, like hot fingers over your eyes so you don't see like you know something that would upset you it's like vince vaughn in uh in old school what he goes uh, oh earmuffs. earmuffs yeah yeah this is- <laughs> i'm kind of like i mask i mask there's a cockroach i mask <laughs> do you know what i mean it does seem a little bit like it'd be like to me it's, it's like it's like hot that he would be like what I mean, obviously it's for his himself too, but it is thoughtful, and it's like and it also goes to the idea of like men getting off versus women getting off. He literally could keep a boner while caring for your right. vision line. To you know, like there's like there there is some niceness to that. Um, yeah, I I I'm trying to think if if I, I and if a woman start covering my eyes during sex, I would assume the same exact thing as this woman. Like, I'm like, what's going to happen next? You right. Know, this like, is exciting. <laughs> this is going to get crazy. And then it's just a cockroach. I'd be like, oh, you know, like. Wait, would a cockroach stop you from doing what you need to do? So, so at, at 20, no, it wouldn't stop me. At 20, again, I would think the same as you. I would still sleep at the place. I wouldn't be like, you know, turned away. At 36, if I. <laughs> but New York City, we have cockroaches. Yeah. Like, that's not like the what most if it was like thing. A big fat subway rat running across the floor. I'm not going back to their place. Yeah, the rat. I'm not like a like a look at that rat. Eh! Like I can look at a rat, but I just in your bedroom. Is, yeah, that would the be bedroom is, haunting. And listen, we see rats in New York City do some wild things. I saw one climbing a wall the other day, and I was Ugh. like, they can do that. Like I was like, I thought I was safe on the fourth floor. You know? Yeah, I flinch a little when I see one even in the street. I think in a bedroom, I would be like, if this is over. 
know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows. Summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. All right, let's do an email. Let's do it. Hey, J&J, huge fan of the pod, Feather Feather. I'll skip the pleasantries and cut to the chase. I recently moved to a new city, leaving behind my boyfriend of about a year. Honestly, some might think I pulled a bitch move because I straight up decided like six months into dating when the relationship was still fresh that I really wanted to move away to this new city because the old one did not feel like a permanent home to me or somewhere I wanted to put down roots and quarantine seemed like a perfect time to make the move. I probably should have realized that before getting myself into a relationship with someone I actually really like, but oh well, here we are dating long distance now. I wanted to write to you because I wanted to see if you think my feelings about the long distance are a red flag or maybe a healthy thing, or if some people are just weird and wired like me. You see, honestly, I've loved the first couple of months of long distance. I love that I spend all weekends hanging out with my friends, nurturing new social life, and I've never lived alone. So I'm, I'm loving the peace and quiet of a single bedroom apartment. I don't regret moving by myself one bit because I didn't have anyone to lean on as a crutch, which has made me branch out socially. Basically, I'm living the single life without hooking up or talking to other guys, and I still have my boyfriend there on the other end of the phone for emotional support at arm's length. So my questions for you are, is this a warning sign for my relationship that I enjoy being on my own so much? Does this speak to my own capability of being in a long-term committed relationship, or do you think my personality, which currently requires 
requires and enjoys a lot of space and freedom and honestly, some selfishness. I mean, I'm 26. Now is my time to be a little selfish is capable of nurturing this relationship into something permanent. If you were to ever move out here to the same city, I'm not sure if this is just who I am and the type of love and relationship I like, or if I'm supposed to hold out for some magical man who will make me want to spend every waking minute with him. I'm ready for you to psychoanalyze me, please. And thanks. Thanks for doing God's work. Sincerely, this space cadet. This is an interesting email because she's kind of asking for us to like tell her what to do, mm-hmm. which we can't do. Like I, 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 I think she wrote a lot of reasonable things. Like I actually, I like her because of the email that she wrote. Yeah. Um, but it's like, we can't like, there's a, there's the, the biggest thing is like, what does she want for her life? Like, you know, like, and she, she does a couple things. Sometimes the answers in the email, she does a couple things, um, that kind of speak to me. She says, the whole thing about like getting, you know, like she has someone to call when he, she needs emotional support. Like that's a version of using someone if you don't see this going anywhere or in, in but if the person right. you're dating doesn't want to go anywhere, that's fine. You know what I mean? Like this is a very specific to your match. But then she also writes every waking minute. And when someone writes that, she writes, or if I'm supposed to hold out for some magical man who will make me want to spend every waking minute with him. To me, that's a version of comparing that you're doing. Like, mm-hmm. you're, she's basically saying, like, well, I notice other relationships. They, my friends spend every minute with their boyfriend. That's how they know. It's like, that doesn't have to be your road towards no. Totally. I, I don't think. Like, I, I think, like, so it's like this weird, like, middle ground of, like, listen, you don't have to want to spend every waking minute with someone, but... You know, what do you want? If you're just if if you're just like I don't know what I want and then you're forcing someone to be involved in something where you don't know but at least they pick you up when you're down, like it doesn't feel like a two-way relationship. Yeah, I think it's hard to say like what's normal, what's not normal, like well, how should I be or how shouldn't I be in this relationship? How like right sure. what's the best way to be? I think the only thing you can really look at is am I happy with the setup I'm in now? Am I having a good time? Do I really like it? Her answer is yes, right? Whether that's okay for the other person is a different story. If the person seems to be enjoying it too, I see no problem with this arrangement. Mm. You can have people who want different things than the usual in a relationship, but if it works for both of them, that's great. It's only really when it doesn't work for one person that the, that the other person is forced to confront like how much they're willing to change or if or if they would be happier with a different setup. But I think if she's happy doing this, if she seems like fulfilled and the other person seems like down for whatever she's doing, I don't really see what the issue is. Sure. I, I, I'm, I'm with you like that. Yeah. If you're happy, then what's, what's, what's to lose. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like, you know, what do you think of the idea of like, she's dating this person because the arrangement is good. Like starting a relationship on an arrangement. Like I think a lot of guys do this where they're like, oh, okay, she, you know, and listen, I think I've made the mistake in the past where you go, okay, this person is this age and at this place of life. And I, that that's, that's part of the reason that I'm very comfortable in this situation. Mm-hmm. It's like, 
at that point you're not really dating the person you're really just dating the situation like there's an element of that in this where she's like i got my home front i got i got my new town where i get to be single right. and i got my my boyfriend back home whenever i need him it's like if the, if that's the number one reason you like him then you don't like him you like the situation yeah but i think like i agree with that but i think a lot of dating is about the situation and the timing and the sure. person that works best for like where you want to be in a certain area of your life so again i kind of feel like if to the other person they're enjoying whatever that situation is too like I don't think you have to force yourself to be in something more conventional just because it seems like everyone else is in it. Like if you, if you like this setup, um, then like, and the other person does too, like, I don't see the issue, but I see what you're saying about like, she's not dating him for the person, but sometimes maybe in life, like that's a setup that works for you. You don't always have to be dating to like find your soulmate and for the person you feel like you're most compatible with. It's when the other person's expectations are different and they don't voice them that I think this becomes more of an issue. So like if the totally. other person is expecting that he's going to move there and she's going to be like all about him 24 seven and um, you know, they're going to get married and, and they're this perfect match. I think that's, it's also up to the other person to voice what they want out of the relationship too, to find out if you're going to sure. work or not. It's interesting that this conversation is actually like more applicable, but we never have it. Like because mm -hmm. of the distance, she's like put in a position to look at this. Do you know what I mean? Right. But if it was like, if it was like two, let's say the situation is two people that are like hooking up and the guy goes, I'm happy. This is, this is what I want. I got, we hook up whenever we hook up and then I, you know, and then that's it, you know? And the other person, you know, is, because of the distance, there's no expectation of like, well, what's next? Like, it kind of holds you back from what's next. Like, right. This, if they were in the same city and he was in the guy or girl in that situation was going, well, you know, I'm just looking. This is what makes me happy. You and I hanging out at 11 p.m. once a week. Right. Um, well, <laughs> like, that's why it's up to the other person, whether it's the guy or the girl to say, like, this situation isn't working for me. Or this, or if they're not, if they don't, if they're not looking to just hook up at 11 p.m. on a Friday either, I think you like it's annoying because it does seem like, well, why is it on me to like say something that should be obvious if we're hanging out so often? But I do mm. think there's a sense of like we have to be empowered to ask for what we want so we can find out sooner rather than later if the other person is like down for what we want. I think that's the big mistake that I used to make when dating that a lot of people that I see still make. It's like they're so scared of that answer. They just continue mm. like doing what's working for the other person, just thinking that eventually it'll evolve, but they're not saying what their needs are and what they want. So it goes on for longer than it should. Yeah, I think like with distance, the communication is kind of built into it. And with the situation that we're talking about right now, the there's a lot more assumptions you're like, well, you're right. in the same city and we, we hang of out course, once a why week. Wouldn't why we wouldn't dating? you want to hang out yeah. twice a week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, with, so I think like for this person, you need to let the person know, I am super happy with this situation right now. Like I think that's an okay, I think that's like an honest way to go where you yeah. go, hey, um, I, ho I, I just want to let you know I'm happy with what we're doing. I'm happy I'm going to see you in a month. I'm happy that we have our phone calls that we have. I'm actually really happy that I'm, kind of making a life here i i just want to let you know that and that's kind of that other person's opportunity to go well i'm not happy or i'm not i'm looking to like make this different i'm okay with this for now but i'm looking to change this in the future even totally like and i i think you know 
it's interesting when it's a woman writing in about the situation. Like if a man wrote in, I don't know how I would feel. Like I would be like, um, like we, I, 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 unfairly we'd make the assumption that the other person isn't happy. And that's kind of, that's the unfair assumption. Right. And I think, I mean, I think that's why your advice is very good to like tell the other person, no matter what the gender is. Like, it's funny because when you say that, like I'm thinking about it as a woman, I'm like, oh, of course you'd be cool with that. Like if you told him you're happy with it. <laughs> but if I th- I do think if it was a man, um, if it was a man writing in, I'd be like, this feels deceptive. Um, Fish, so it's th- fishy. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. is like a double <laughs> standard thing there. So I think your advice is great. Like no matter who it is, just tell the other person, open that conversation, give them the opportunity to like say they also like it or they don't. And like you can have a real conversation because especially if she's feeling any sort of like guilt, which it sort of seems like she is because she's writing in or yeah. like unsure if this is OK. To me, it's like she's kind of unsure if he's OK with that or if she's being selfish. But if she brings it up and he's like, yeah, this is working for me, too. That'll help her either way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you ready to play some games? Let's do it. We'll bring on our special guest. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Okay, people, welcome back to the UA podcast. We have a very special guest today. Uh, she is a part of one of my favorite shows. It's a, one of my one of the shows that late at night it's on they do some repeats but now they got brand new ones out and i i i i one minute becomes the whole episode every time uh she's one of the hosts of wipeout that's on thursday nights on tbs at nine o'clock camille Costic, thank you for coming on Woo-hoo! thank you what an introduction wipeout is back baby wipeout We're- is back we're pumped about that I- i'm just as pumped because I found out that I had a job in the middle of 2020, in the middle of the pandemic, and I was ready to travel and get on the road and talk to people. And did I know that I was going to sit front row and have like my dream job in that moment, in that year? No. So, I mean, it came, I was, I was so excited. I actually uh, called my sister to tell her that I was going to be on Wipeout and she asked me who my partner was going to be. So she didn't even know I was going to be a hosting job. So I was going to run the course. <laughs> That's so funny. Wait, so for, for anyone at home who hasn't seen the show before, can you explain briefly like what it is and when it, um, when the season starts, everything? Yeah, it's, the, well, it's on right now. So you could tune in on, on um, we're not even halfway through the season. So if you haven't tuned in, I mean, this show started back in 2008. So we just, 
we're bringing it back. Just new hosts. It's myself, Nicole Byer, John Cena, a bunch of, you know, great personalities. If you ask me, just coming together to bring some laughter to your homes. But uh, the show is an obstacle course competition to the extreme. It's absolutely outrageous. Um, and then the best part is I get to talk to everybody about why they're on the show. So we really get to know the contestants. And honestly, the quirkier, the better. And I'm front row in the action to tell you their story. Let me let me just tell everyone. I, I want to pump your tires even more because I'm a huge Camille Costic fan. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a huge Nicole Byer fan, and John Cena. I am also like I. So I've now met two out of the three hosts of the show. I've never met John Cena, but I've always enjoyed watching him on TV. But this show, and I say it about our podcast, it is the perfect. Put your brain on the shelf show. Mm-hmm. Take it, and you get to watch people go through these crazy courses. And I would say to everyone listening right now, just go to your TV, hit the DVR button, and have them waiting for you. Like a nice little treat. Whenever you're in times of stress or whatever it is, it's that perfect show for that moment. If I can sell it for you in a way that I would want to be no, sold, thank Camille. You. That, that, that is so true. And I think what the best part about it all is I love that every Thursday, you know, feel very lucky that we're back to travel mode again. But Rob and I were in Buffalo, New York the other week. And then I was in Atlantic City doing stuff with Sports Illustrated Swimsuit. And like, I was able to watch the show with the girls. And then I was able to watch the show with our little niece and nephews who are like six, two, four. And I was able to watch it with Rob's parents. And I was able to watch it with his brothers. You know, like it's all ages. It's like, it, it. you just watch. You don't even have to understand the English language to enjoy the show. Everyone's falling down and getting back up. I, funny. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the show. I'm a huge fan of you guys. Um, so, um, but you mentioned Rob. Um, to those who don't know, you're dating Rob Gronkowski, which I told you before we started taping, I am jealous. <laughs> I am the biggest Rob Gronkowski fan. I'm a Patriots fan. I'm from outside of Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I told you I have a poster of Tom Brady hanging in my bathroom wall. So, like, we didn't determine if it's above your toilet. So that it's we're it, it, like making eye contact. I'm making eye contact while I'm, and I'm sorry for being crude while I'm pooping. I am oh, just staring and. Yeah, 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 it's right there. So the ladies that come over can enjoy too. It's for everyone. Uh, we, you know, we're a gender neutral household. Right. Watch out, Camille. Though he might, he might be have his eye on your man. <laughs> what um, happened <laughs> for you to switch it to Gronkowski? I, I, well, he'd have to win a few more Super Bowls for the Patriots, but I, um, <laughs> then, then that might be tough right now. But listen, how, what, it, how do you guys meet? Like, how does? Camille Costic meet Grob. Like, is this like you guys are celebrities? You're both celebrities in your own right. You're both like in these like I'm. I'm assuming you know we. You know, Jordan and I. We're not at parties. We're we're you know we're not we're not like these hip people. We're, or, or I'm not. I won't speak for Jordana. Um, but like, you're. How do you meet? What what's the process? Is it like a dating app? I'm actually really happy that my you know the beginning of my love story is not the classic we slid in the DMs or like dating apps and you know all for that all for that. Mm. Like, like to each their own but very happy that we actually met um doing community service together so i was a patient. shut up come on <laughs> don't make come on you can't it's be a, a supermodel and and a professional athlete doing good and finding love i made that up okay like I <laughs> so listen so 
I just got out of a break. Uh, I just got out of a relationship of like four years. It was really sad the way that it ended. And like it, the last thing, it's, this, this always happens in relationships. It's when you least expect it is when you're going to mm. like, I, I swear it's like you go to that dreaded, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something like you really don't want to go out that night. You really want to Netflix and chill, but you go out and it's that, it's that little will that push to go from your friend or whatever that you end up meeting like somebody or you go and you walk your dog and it's at the dog park. You know, like it was that moment. For sure. me. I, I was the reason I had actually signed up, you know, love giving back, but it was Thanksgiving break. That's the time you go home. They always say that big Wednesday night is like the night, you know, the home, the town together, you know, you go out. So I didn't even want to do any of that because I was in such a bad state of mind that I just, I didn't even want to hang out and want to talk about the breakup. I didn't want to run into anybody. Like I just didn't. I, and so I was a past cheerleader. I told my coach, listen, um, I mean, I didn't even want to go home for Thanksgiving. I didn't want to see like my extended family to talk about it. Cause they loved, you know, they love, they, they loved our love. And mm. I just, um, I remember being like, I want to sign up for every and all, um, active like community service. Like I want to give back. That's the only thing that's going to make me feel better right now. And, um, it was as if I was like rewarded for that because I, I signed up, it was like the night before Thanksgiving and we were putting together some turkey baskets for the less fortunate. And I was one of the cheerleaders that had signed up. Rob was one of the athletes that signed up and we just kept like passing each other as we were doing this. And I just remember like making eye contact with a bunch of him a bunch of times. And I didn't think anything of it. So I was like, he probably looks at the cheerleaders all the time. And, um, I was just like, wow, he's like really cute. And I got to, um, eavesdrop in on a conversation he was having with, you know, all the media and the press is in his face. And he was just talking about how much he loves working with the kids and how he loves doing things like this, especially around the holidays. And I was just like, it's, it like struck a chord in my heart. And I was like, Oh my gosh, he's a hunk. And he's so <laughs> sweet and charitable. <laughs> you know, like I was just like, what? Wow. Dreamy. And, um, but I didn't think anything of it. So, um, I mean, I, not to interrupt, but I, what, what else was he going to say on TV? Ah, fuck these kids. Right. I don't think <laughs> I'm, <laughs> like, here for, I'm here for the picks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I agree with you. Yeah. I can understand. No, <laughs> I mean, and, and I could say, you know, it's now been eight years since we, you know, we first started hanging out that, um, you know, he really is like, he is that guy like day in and day so- out. So we had an email at the beginning of this episode uh, that dealt with how do you approach someone in that situation? Like, first of all, I love the advice that is in your story of like, if you're in a breakup, do some community service. I love that. What yeah. a way, what a way to feel better and what a way to get out of your box. You like makes you, I mean, it, it's so true. Like as soon as you start to focus on other things rather than that low vibrational energy bullshit, like, mm. and you shift to like, whether it's giving back, whether it's working out, whether it's taking sure. a walk or going to bike ride, you'll probably in time run into somebody at the grocery store or doing things where you were really doing you or regular activities. So I always say like, just always be prepared. <laughs> like just because it's that time at the store or in the parking lot or the gas station that you're like, who that? And you're like, oh my God, I didn't <laughs> right. prepare today. But you know what? Maybe you'll meet your love like that because they love you no matter what. And I, I feel like volunteering in particular is like, it gives you a little perspective. So if you're feeling like, pretty shitty about like a breakup you're like oh like although i'm feeling shitty like i'm very lucky also for everything that i have so i think it probably helps in that way if you're Definitely. in that state that's exactly why i wanted to do it that's it, it, right there mm-hmm. i was i was you know everyone wasn't fortunate enough to go home to a hot meal and i was you know even just getting to do that but 
immediately it shifted the state of mind that I was in. It shifted like the energy I was attracting. And, you know, I happen to attract an extremely hunky man. Um, there is <laughs> no. Oh, he's a hunk who scores <laughs> so many touchdowns and wins Super Bowls. I could go on and on. I could just grab him like a tree. But he ended up flipping <laughs> me his number through his, hi, my name is Robert Bronkowski sticker. His name's hard shit. Um, and Jermaine Wiggins gave it to me. Um, one of the Jermaine Wiggins. Oh my God. I'm like, uh, I'm like dying here from East Boston. Yeah. So Jermaine, so, so Rob didn't even approach me. I didn't approach him because you're not allowed to do that. I was a rookie following the rules. So here's what's funny. Rob said, go have Camille write her number on that Patriots children poster. Like go ask for the poster and tell her to write her number on it for me. So he comes up to me and he's like, listen, can you sign this poster? This is Jermaine. He's like, Rob's already in the car, like ready to leave. I had my, my tracksuit on, like ready to leave. And he was like, um, listen, this is like for a friend of mine, whatever. Can you, can you like sign it? And I'm like, yeah, that's what my job is. So he's like, okay, can you put your number on the back? And I was like, confused. I was like, wait, what? And he was like, no, it's, it's, it's for Gronk. It's for Rob. And I was like, oh, I'm not allowed to do that. I'm so sorry. And he was like, okay, he had a feeling you were a goody two-shoes and followed the rules. So he like pulled out this crinkled up name tag and on the back it said, shh, with his phone number. And that was how wow. I just held on wow. to it and I was ready to call him. I love that. So romantic. He really thought through the whole thing. He knew, he knew I was a rule follower. I love it. Wow. This is, I, and listen, to those who like don't know Gronk, to me that's even a surprise. Like he doesn't seem like the type to like pick up on that type of like cue like he picked up on a vibe he knew he knew how to like make sure you could make this happen mm -hmm. yeah it was really sweet so i'm ha i'm happy that that's our our love story beginning and it's not like well he hit on me at the party or in vegas you know <laughs> what right. would think. um so yeah it's more that, wholesome that was it for Listen, sure. this is amazing. Um, we're so happy to have you, Camille Costic. Everyone go stop, pause it right now if you're near your TV. Hit the DVR button Thursday nights, 9 o'clock, TBS. Um, it's Wipeout, and it's a show that I love, and we're so happy Camille's here. And So we're going to play these games. Before we get into it, I just want to know, just for the audience at home, and I feel like this is a good question for anyone who's in like a happy, healthy, long-term relationship, what, do you, what is your like number one piece of dating advice that you would give to someone? It's okay to have alone time. Um, you don't have to be together at all times. Um, I'm somebody who like loves, loves that. And I mean, I think Rob and I are a little bit different in the sense that we have such demanding careers that like force us to have to be separated in the sense that like, I have to go to LA this weekend and he'll be back here and then I'll come back. And then, you know, three days from then we switch. So we're able to keep it like hot and heavy just because we're like separated. We're like, I miss you all the time. But listen, it wasn't put to the test in quarantine and when you want your alone time, take it, take it. have it. Yeah. And honestly, it's super attractive. Like I said, that like do me mentality is so attractive for both sides. Um, and then it just makes that time together a little bit better. And, and I feel like I am my best self and my truest self when I'm alone. And, you know, he mm. brings out a side of me, good or bad, depending on, you know, what we're dealing with. But it, I get it. I really like always feel like I need to just like take a bath, close the door, be alone, put on, you know, meditation music and just always have that time to myself. Um, I love that. Love I think it. it's great. Always. I always say that about like keeping a little bit of mystery, making the person miss you a little bit. 
to walk by yourself. And then if you want to keep walking, come back and grab your partner. <laughs> you know? uh, I, I love it. We exactly. got to make a shirt. The, the DMM, do me mentality. Yeah. I love that. Love it. I like that. There we go. So let's, uh, let's play some games. You ready? Let's play it. All right. You want to do the first one? Send in yours, UUP at Betches.com, UUP at Betches.com. Let's, I'll do the first one. Red flag or deal breaker. Ready? After staying over one time, they purchase your entire nighttime skincare regimen for you to use on your future visits. Context. I've been dating a guy I met on Bumble for about three weeks. I stayed over at his place for the first time and everything was going well. We made plans to hang out later that week. In a later text conversation, I brought up how I was big into a certain skincare brand I found on TikTok and sent him the attached picture as evidence. When it came time to hang out again, he sent me the following. It was super thoughtful, but it seems a bit intense. So we have the text exchange. So she sent a full, is this normal, Jordana, to have this much from one brand, right? Yeah, I think if you're, if you're people go through phases with skincare. I think if you're like into a brand, it's normal. You, you get all this stuff, right? I mean, I already have my decision. Okay, well, let's read the you, text before she's like, we you get know, I don't even need, see, see no more. Um, <laughs> so I'll be him, you be her. Okay, ready? Okay, great. Okay. Nah, no worries. Let's find a find a bench this time. And nope, just uh, the NQRW. So he's giving subways. KK Perf. And then he sends a picture of brand new skincare items. And he writes, oh, also, you have all of these here now. So shrug, shruggy emoji. So he basically, That's- he bought all of her skincare <laughs> favorites and put, and put them in his bathroom. Okay, after one time of hanging mm-hmm. out. They've been dating for three weeks, she says. Oh. She stayed o- right. She stayed over at his place what, uh, the first time, and everything was going well. So that's one time. I think it's, I, yeah. this is... <laughs> okay. Well, she sent a picture of it in the first place. So he, I mean, he, I, he wanted with it, and he, I mean, here's the thing. This is one of those situations where it's like, are we raising red flags for a guy being a nice guy. Like, I don't think it's creepy because I mean, a lot of the times there's so many stories that's like, he goes to me, he's this, okay, this guy got her skincare line. Like, let's give him a little pat on the back. Let's give him some credit. I would have been like, I mean, I'm the girl who likes to go for the chase sometimes. Like, let's be real, who doesn't? So I would be like, ooh, that was like too simple. Like he already has a skincare routine right. and that's leading to like come over, stay over again, like the bathroom setup. Usually the guy's like, don't leave your toothbrush. After the first, you know, like after the first five times, like times to go over after the first five months, maybe. But I mean, I wouldn't say this is a deal breaker. I just say it's a red flag. I agree. It's like it's if you're into them, it's cute. If you're not, it's creepy. Yeah. 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 I I don't know. I guess it's it's the way he put it down is actually as good as he could do it when he writes, Oh, also you have these here now. So dot, dot, dot shrugging. Like it's kind of, if he had written, I did like the smell of your skin. So I made sure to get the good stuff. Like that would have been creepy. Like he did handle it. He, and I totally agree into him. Hot. Not into him. Creepy. It's a little love bombing. It's a little bit love bombing, I think, but it's uh, a, I'm with you on that. It does like like listen. If they work out, this becomes their turkeys on Thanksgiving story. Yeah. Like that, you know. If they don't work out, it gets thrown in his face. Like, and you bought me the skincare stuff. How could you say you don't want to be in a serious relationship? You know, like that's the that he's created his own 
bugaboo at this point. Totally. And skincare is expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And she's got the uh, good stuff. She's got that good skin. Yeah. All right. So, I, so we're, I think I'm with you guys though. Red flag, but I think he's like created his own red flag. Like it's like, he didn't even have to do this. He like threw it in and shoved it off. Cause he was like, I'm a little embarrassed, but I bought it. So here. Yeah. He should have <laughs> prefaced it like that. Like, I don't want to seem like too much, but here's something that I was thinking much. about you at Sephora. Well, I mean, <laughs> if anything, it's a nice gift bag on the way out. She's like, yeah, it didn't go well, but can I make sure to take, you know, the serums <laughs> for sure. Yeah. All right, J&J, my friends insisted that I submit this to Red Flag or Deal Breaker. The person and I are both in our late 20s. I generally have my shit together, but this person's living situation is unconventional. He spends half his time with his parents and half in a condo downtown. His best friend does the same with the same condo, same bedroom, same bed. Two grown men, one bed. They don't plan or schedule ahead, so just go with the flow. And sometimes they both end up at the condo at the same time. When this happens, they either both sleep in the double bed together or one of them sleeps in the pillow pit. What is a pillow pit, you ask? It's a giant pile of Ikea pillows purchased in lieu of a couch. I've confirmed that the pillow covers in the pillow pit are regularly washed, but this whole situation is a bit absurd. So what do you think, J&J? A grown man who part-time shares a bedroom with his best friend in a condo with a pillow pit instead of a proper couch, red flag or deal breaker? Okay. Camille, what do you think? I'm in my late 20s, so mm. I just know personally that's a deal breaker for me. Like, I just, I, even when I didn't have my shit together, I had my own bedroom. You know, like, I, <laughs> that was the, first, the nicest bedroom apartment. No, but I had my own, you know. Um, sure. Um, I also think it's different for girls. I feel like girls, like, have shared rooms being like in the model industry. I know a lot of my friends have had like model apartments where they're literally sharing bedrooms um, to, to like hustle and grind. Like, are they doing it because they're hustling and they just don't have like enough money? You know, like, I don't know. Like they're doing between the parents and that for me, I just, I don't know. I kind of have, if I love a guy, like I love a person and I'll deal with it. But if I'm like in the beginning stages of dating and I find this out, that's a, that's a total turn off for me. Like I don't want to go to bed that someone else is just in maybe with another girl, like with their, their friend was just there or yeah. just have to sleep in the pillow pit. Or even if I'm not invited, <laughs> knowing he's texting me from the pillow pit, it's just like a turn off. <laughs> it's a great point. Like, is it a means to an end or is he just like a scrub? Um, <laughs> is, is kind of I like that he's a scrub. I, I think he's like, it, it, it rings very stepbrothers to me. Yeah. You know, like it, it, it's like, like to me, a lot of times you'll meet someone and a lot of times it's women where you're like, how's it going with the guy? And she's like, well, he um, shares an apartment part time and he's got a <laughs> pillow pit, but we're planning on getting married in a year. It's like, no, you're being delusional. You're yeah. like, it, it, like you, totally. if, if you're looking like if this person is like, I like having fun. I'm looking to have fun. This is the perfect guy to have right, fun. Right, with. Right, I, right. I, I think that's like, he's but if you're the like father of your children, though. This is, he ain't all, ready. this is all that I know about him because listen, I am like, I, I love love. I am sure. like, oh my gosh, if that's, you know, their living situation. But at the same time, your living situation really has to do a lot with your personality too. So mm -hmm. is he a fun time? Yeah. But is he probably a little bit disorganized and, uh, I don't know, back and forth between the parents in a shared like one bedroom. I, he's, it's just, it's he's not, definitely I agree. late twenties and up. No, maybe if I'm like 21. That, honestly, I let it fly. That's fine. That's fine. I'd have fun with it. I'd, I'd just be happy to have a place to go outside of a parents' house or a college yeah. store. <laughs> I'd be like, cool. 
But late 20s, this is no. No. Yeah, I, he's just not going to be ready to, like, talk engagement. I mean, it's just anytime soon. Like, anytime this is... He's, so, yeah, I, I don't... I'm thinking if a woman was in the same situation, it wouldn't be a deal breaker for me. I'd just be like, okay, good to know that you are just... Like I, I would assume that this woman is the easiest to please in the entire world. Very like you're low like, well, I low, low maintenance. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, I actually have a bed frame. She's like, no pillow pit. Look at you, killing it. You know, you guys do like a staycation at a hotel and stuff. <laughs> yeah. If if he, if the other girls in town. Uh, let's really do one funny. more. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, red flag or deal breaker. He posts an Instagram picture of him at a fancy steakhouse with the caption, make no mistake, spelled steak. If it's pink and juicy, I'm eating it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh, though. <laughs> See, this is one of those things where it's like it doesn't I, – it, we're all hearing it sexually, but it isn't – he could kind of say it isn't sexual. Why would you phrase it like that if it wasn't sexual, though? I, I don't know. Like, I, this is like, <laughs> it's like when you use the word moist, you know what you're doing. You know you're putting off people. Like, Camille, what do you think of this? Okay, well, you're talking to a girl who is dating a giant man-child. And so, like, <laughs> I feel like he would, he would not put up a caption like that. I feel like I could hear him not saying that specific line, but like having a play on words and like with sexual innuendos and stuff and me being like, that was funny. So it's not a deal breaker for me. Camille, you couldn't say this is a deal breaker when I've watched multiple press conferences where Rob Gronkowski giggles at the number 69. Exactly. That's my point. <laughs> he, would, he would not. I'm not going to say never. Never say never. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't think he would post this. He, he's smarter than that. But, but the pink and juicy and eating it thing like that. That's a little too much. But it's a red flag. It's a red, it's a red flag. Like, it's just like, well, you know, he's funny. In a way, some people, I mean, sure. some women find that but very like, is impactful. he going to say that in front of your mom is my worry. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, that's my issue with the, the caption. If he'll like, if he'll say it there. I mean, your mom's going to see the caption at least. So if she's got it. Sure. Well, my, my concern, if I'm a woman out there and it's like, if you've had past Instagram issues, if there's been a situation where your guy is like, you're like, is he DMing people? Is he? And he puts up something like this. This is, and I know this to you too. You just like squirmed when you heard it, but you did laugh. Yeah. So this is kind of a male version of, um, of what's it called? Uh, thirst trap? Of, of a thirst trap. Because if okay. someone reacts to this, all you need is one to go, oh, you know, so I, I think that's the one concern. But if I saw this posted by a woman, I'd be like, yeah, this is a green flag. I'm like, okay. I think it's the thing in writing that would make it a deal breaker for me. But the mm. if they said it in person, I would be like, oh, you're dumb. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, Camille Costic, thank you so much for coming on. This was so fantastic. Oh, this, you guys are so fun. I've been, you know, I hear all about you. Your fan base is far and wide. So shout out to them. Thanks for having me on. You guys crush it. That is way Thank too you. kind. That's amazing. We've to been hear. following each other on Twitter for years, so it's finally great to like see you in Zoom person. But um, listen, everyone, go follow Camille. She's fantastic, and watch Wipeout Thursday nights, TBS, nine o'clock. Um, and that's our episode. We solved dating again, right, Jordana? We did it. Thank you so much. We'll see you on Sunday. Bye. 
You Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Maddie Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to youup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back, bringing us another scandalous and sexy season. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. In season three, longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Betches.